Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back on time. Five o'clock hour. J Foreman, DP. Harrison's in for Austin. This is Old School. Brought to you by the Mercado, certified Piedmontese, special ingredients in butcher shop, 84th and Havelock, 30th and Yankee Hill. Again, tomorrow at Tiburon Golf Course in Omaha. Uh, about 11 a.m. the program will start, but if you get there about 10, I can guarantee you, you will be um, pleasantly delighted to meet Mike Rogier, Irvin Fryer, and Ricky C. Simmons, pictures and autographs, and plenty of jokes before, during, and after. Um, that is Big Red Brunch. Uh, usually goes to about 1230, I think. Um, it's a good time. And then also there'll be a big announcement tomorrow, I'm assuming, during the Big Red Brunch. And then, uh, like DP said, on Friday, we are at Cornhusker Bank at approximately 84th and O Street, 4 to 6. Us, the old school crew, Larry the Cable Guy will be there. And then some special guests will be there as well. Um, then we have uh, high school football tomorrow night and uh, Friday night. Then you obviously got the Husker game, Jay Foreman after game show. So plenty going on but the big news in sports today was that dame lillard finally got traded and you know what's funny two days ago they said that portland was the front runner or not portland but toronto mm-hmm. was a front runner there ain't no dang way well the way he was going to toronto yeah. number one because yeah. it's the same it, it's pretty much a lateral move going to from portland to toronto middle of the road team and, and the taxes and whatever up in Canada is crazy. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't going there, but that's what was put out there, probably by Woj, Wojciechowski because he works for a lot of these teams and a lot of players. That, the reason why he was so hard on Dame Lillard is because Dame has his own guy that he met in Portland. Anyways, the trade Dame Lillard to Milwaukee Bucks, essentially um, Drew Holiday is going to the Phoenix Suns. DeAndre Ayton is going to Portland. Uh, then they have an unprotected pick in 2029 and a couple other players. Um, obviously, Milwaukee uh, listened to Giannis when he said, you have to show me that you're trying to win. And they, they did a really good job, right? You kept Giannis, you kept Lopez, you kept Middleton, and then you add more scoring punch with, obviously, Dame Lillard. So it takes more, let, a ton of pressure off of Giannis in late game situations, middle of the season situations, along with their young nucleus. We, we, we examined their roster, uh, Harrison and DP, if you remember in Milwaukee was what they're, they weren't old, but they were real veterans. Yeah. Right. They just got 
little bit younger, but they got way more explosive with Dame Lillard. There isn't anybody else that's the favorite in the East. I know Miami's going to play as hard as they can and try to defend. They can't Celtics. stop it. You don't, yeah. I was going to say, Celtics is the one where I am. No. Okay. No. Yeah, so you think it's another, another year where they're just short in the they got rid of the kryptonite possibly to Dame Lillard and Marcus Smart. He's in Memphis, right? Mm-hmm. So that's gone. Um, and then the whole Brown Tatum thing, it just has never. Now, granted, you keep those two because you can't replace one or let alone both of them. But as far as getting over the hump, I don't think the roles are defined enough for them to really play as a cohesive unit. Now, maybe if Roberts is healthy, um, then, you know, he gets into that third star role. Um, I think Marcus Smart kind of got outside over his over his skis a little bit where he went from taking trying to take big shots and all that stuff. Remember, he had the air ball and Tatum was wide open and yeah. stuff like that. So I think the Celtics are just in flux. Yeah. Harrison, did you, are you reading the text line? Let's pull it up here. Well, I just want you to. Handle that while Jay and I. Yeah, it should be uh, Royals. We are on Royals on the FM airwaves. So, again, if you're listening, uh, streaming only on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo Channel 9. They're saying they're crossing over. They're saying it's crossing over. Okay, we'll have to sort that one okay. out here. It shouldn't be crossing over here. Let me just reset the satellite. So, again, if you're listening, we'll reset the satellite here. There we go. Uh, yeah. And hopefully. The Royals will be on, so hopefully they win with the Bobby Witt Jr., and then we're going to be on uh, – all the social media platforms. How but, much, how much, I mean, this is, this is one of those things, Jay, where you go, okay, a chance for the NBA to, this is the great reset for the NBA. Yeah. Like every year, they the NBA has, cycle, yeah. yep, it has a new thing. Yeah. Lost in this is what this does to the Suns. Because they got Nurkic. You got Nurkic, a better fit. But, but, mm-hmm. but you got Drew. You yeah, got Drew. You got a lockdown guy too. Like you, wait a minute. I mean, Portland, Portland going to Drew, getting Drew, and and, and I like I I I understand what what they think they're getting, but what it does to Phoenix intrigues me, because we talk about the East, and it being Milwaukee, Miami, Boston. If there's a fourth, they're young, maybe. Uh, that's about it. Yeah, I right? mean, like you're looking at. Uh, I'm always hard on the 76ers, but you're maybe looking at them. Uh, well, they still real. got the force. Like you mm-hmm. still got the MVP. Yeah, you just got to see it. Um, so, but in the West and then the rest of the league, like the Lakers are sitting back retooling, right? And yeah. when the Lakers get quiet, the rest of the league should be concerned, right? Well, if then you got the Clippers, then you got the Warriors, but the Phoenix Suns, with their mix of players, of are, are hands down should be the favorite because what they what they're able to do by getting Drew Holiday is replace Chris Paul, but then also Drew Holiday doesn't miss long periods of, of the season. He's a lockdown defender, but he's also a knockdown shooter and a scorer. He showed you when they won the, the championship with the Bucks, when he had to step up, he pretty much won game four for him, essentially sealed it for him against Phoenix. So Phoenix Suns got a lot better under the radar. Mm-hmm. Like, because everybody's thinking about Milwaukee. Well, the Phoenix Suns with Drew Holiday, Bradley Bill, Booker, Durant, Nursich. I like that unit. Like because, that's a lot. Of, that's a well, lot of options. It was the defense I was worried about, but you just added Drew Holiday. 
And, and that's again, that's that's your guy that you're gonna have some key matchups. Kevin Durant, not like an elite defender, but again, he's got that size. Like now you have a real you just say Kevin Durant's not elite defensively. Elite if he puts that effort on the court, sure. Yeah. Kevin Durant's like one of the top ten defenders, period. Like I, he may would be one of the best of ten defenders all time. All yeah. time. You'd put him up that high. That high. Okay. I'm He's I'm that's how good I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying he's bad. I was going to put him more on the average, but if you think he's that good, nonetheless, oh. my point stays the same. Defense just got a hell of a lot better. Yeah. Drew Holiday. Yeah. Everything that Drew Holiday gets credit for offensively in the playoffs, you kind of saw it with the Bucks year and year. He, he just is not consistent offensively. It's just yeah. not really been his game. Uh, can't ever really seem to get going. I mean, he's had probably, he really hasn't had a great playoff showing since like way back with the Pelicans. Um, so again, I think for that, that's just a big help for Drew Holiday. That's going to help defensively and then offensively. I thought he was going. I, I really thought Drew Holiday was going to end up with the Lakers, back with AD. It would been good, but then you know you you got Reeves and stuff like that, and no. and, and LeBron's kind of like your point forward, especially now. Mm-hmm. Um, he landed at a good spot, man. And you know you got to think that the Suns have you know side you know little kind of like under the radar pieces that you know of uh like a damian lee um pain they, every now and then plays, right. so have they some got good pain games. they got uh Keita bates diop who's kind of from he was a, a lottery pick that's starting to come to, into his own they they picked up bull bull who is kind of like a new age stretch yeah. stretch five six or <laughs> much. stretch everything yeah and then um you know you got terrence ross and stuff like that where guys that you know can get it you got tj warren if he can get keep his head on They'll be they're gonna be in the mix. They got a good uh mix of toughness and scoring ability, uh that is gonna be second to none. And but you know, really is gonna come down to how fast and how quick can they gel. Yeah. And if they can gel and everybody finds their their roles, then you know, like when you mentioned Kevin Durant being a defender, I think early in his career, elite. But Kevin Durant is always better, even though he won't admit it when he when he doesn't have to be an alpha so now you got a mental alpha in in um drew holiday along with two legitimate killers in booker and beal yeah you're gonna see kevin durant kind of take a step back and then you're gonna have two or three games in the playoffs you're like yeah that's why that dude's i don't know top 10 that's why is that dude that's and then, it, right? and then and then he's just gonna kind of play then he's gonna go back and then he's like all right you need me to be kevin durant like you said he's like I'm Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. You know who I am. He's going to still let <laughs> you know. And he, and he, and then the thing is, you'll see him do different things. He's going to go through like ebbs and flows, defensive stopper, rebounder. It's going to allow him to do other things that he hadn't been able to do because he can trust these guys. And he, and it's a good mix. Kevin Durant is one of the dudes that he just likes the ball. Like he likes the like if he was in town, he want to go get a good run in. Like where where where's the where, hoop? where's the hoop? He wants to go hoop. So. I think these guys that that are coming in, they just want to hoop, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think it, you know, I think the Phoenix is on paper now they're they're good, but ultimately there's only one basketball, right? And that's all that can be done. So that's the big news on the national sports level. Mm-hmm. Now back to the Huskers, we had a really good uh, unknown texter last four digits ten ten twenty two. He said, "Random question: In football for younger kids in high school, you can see an offensive line play harder for a certain quarterback." even if that quarterback isn't necessarily the best individual option, whether that be because of leadership or toughness, the final product is then better with that certain quarterback because of the play that the, they inspired around them. 
Do you see that in college? And is that a complication uh, coaches face? Sometimes. I mean, uh, the greatest quarterback of all time had to sit behind Drew Henson. And every time Drew Henson would mess up. Andrew game, Bledsoe. <laughs> yeah, but in college, he was asking about in college. Yeah. He, you know, then Lloyd Carr would call on Tom Brady and he'd lean him back, lead him back. And they had ultimate confidence in him. You see it sometimes. And sometimes it's, it's certain leadership qualities that allow certain quarterbacks to play. You know, for Brad Johnson or Trent Dilfer or, you know, whoever it was, like, say, Tom Brady in the early in his career. It came down to those things that you mentioned. And, you know, he's probably, you know, dipping around with uh, Heinrich Harburg and Jeff Sims. You know, we'll see. You're going to learn a lot about this team. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba over the next four games. The Michigan game and Illinois, the two extremely physically and mentally taxing games. Then you have to, you know, go into a break. If you come out one-on-one or the best-case scenario, two-and-oh, then you're going into bye week and having to deal with, with success without any type of track to get you back online because there's not a game because of a bye week, and there's only three practices. I think, and it's weird how they do the bye week. They only have... I think they only can have like three practices right. during the bye week. Right. So then you got a lot of time off, right? Then you can mind can wander. Well, then on top of that, you come back and you play Northwestern and Purdue, two teams that you know that you will either be favored or it's going to be a pick them game. And you should be, you know, thinking that you're coming out on top of those games. So realistically, you can flip your whole season in a lot of in, in, in these four games, but it's going to tell you a lot about individual players, individual groups maybe a little bit about the coaches and where the program can go from here. So um, that's what's going to be most interesting. And a lot of that might, with that question, might play a part in that. Who, but, but who do you think will come out of Michigan looking looking better than they currently do? Is there a player that you expect to have a greater standing, greater presence? He's going to, like, in, in a, in a Out of Michigan in, game in or, just of the, or the four game? I think after the Michigan game. Like, after well, Saturday, that's a, that's is there somebody – you're, you're, you're facing a team that you haven't faced. They are physical on both of the lines. They are fast, and they are physical all over the field. I will probably say one of the defensive backs, like a, like the ones that have really played, I think they're going to continue to play well because I think they match up well. Um, besides that, you know, really I'm really looking forward to, to seeing which guys that are supposed to be the guys that step up. That are competitive. Just don't back down. Tommy Hill does on offense. Everything we keep hearing, he's going to have a bigger role. Keep feeding. Yeah. Keep feeding. Return on investment. Mm -hmm. 
I'm, I'm just I'm curious gonna, to see wanna, how I they utilize wanna, them because they, they see, keep chiming in on it. I want to see who's going to step up, man. I mean, you you have got to be competitive, and you get, and this is a self motivated game to to like you got to show me. Like I'm tired. Like you, you guys are supposed to be big and tough, Michigan. I got to see it, and then I'm gonna show you where I, where I'm at, and and, and so. That's what's really going to be interesting to see what guys that have gotten a lot of the offseason accolades don't flinch and actually come out and set the set the tone. Like it's a like to me, it's a Ty Robinson game. It's a Ben Scott game. Um, it is a Quentin Newsom game. Yeah, right. Good challenge for everybody. Right? It's a linebacker game because obviously yeah. Luke Reimer is out. Bullock, you're going to be challenged. Maybe not as I mean they're physical, right? And there's good backs, but the way that they run their their you know inside G schemes or power weak power strong, flipping the tight ends, you know play action is going to test you a lot fundamentally, both mentally and obviously physically. And so it's a good test for him. And then uh, you know he's played well up to this point, so you should should expect nothing else. I was talking to a couple of NFL guys yesterday, last night, and they talked about Nebraska, Michigan. They said, well, if if Tony White can confine Michigan's offense between the numbers. He said, if they can confine them to the numbers, you don't get in the outer third where you really causing the athletes to be better athletes. If you can run everything to the masses, Nebraska will have better success. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. So the thing about Michigan, that's funny. I've been been watching them is that they condense their formation when they do all their yo-yoing around. Mm -hmm. But that's all because once they get on the edges and they get in the ed- they get outside in like three different ways. One, they'll get out there by the normal plays, the tosses and all that other stuff. But they'll run like a inside power or counter with the purpose of once you get to the second level, hit that sideline. And then they were trying to then they've been consciously trying to be more explosive, like Irvin Fryer said, with their passing game with receivers, because Ronnie Bell's pretty much the third receiver or fourth receiver at San Francisco. He was a big play guy last year. Now you got uh, Wilson, and then you got like a bunch of freshmen and sophomores that aren't as established. But they're trying to be explosive this year. It worked against J.J. McCarthy where he had three picks. Jim Harbaugh said that right from the get-go. So it's going to be interesting to see how they try to get to the outer outside, outside the, the hashes and closer to the numbers. The, is it by play design or is it by um, – results of Nebraska making mistakes and Nebraska can play disciplined, smart and tough. They'll be more than in this game. And then the offense. Yes. I know Marcus Satterfield is the defense gives them a chance to catch their rhythm. Well, that rhythm needs to be picked up about two or three notches right from the get go. Everybody's going to be excited. You expect everybody to hold serve per se mm-hmm. defenses hold serve. But then, uh, then once you get in there and you understand that you can compete with them, then you need to go out there and compete. A big thing is going to be, the offensive game plan. I'm a big a proponent of let's spread these dudes out. Let's let's use what we one of our players that is and this and this that doesn't have to change whether it's Sims or Harburg or Harburg at Sims. And if you want to get into the one back running game, I like that a lot better than trying to come out in the big unit at the beginning. Well, Be- we know we know House. Yeah, but he doesn't start though. Well, he he got he took actually more reps at linebacker than anybody last week. Yeah, because they were killing him. But he, <laughs> you know, he, now he'll play, right? right. He's going to play, and he's the third guy, and he has two. He has two. He got Junior Colson that's really good. Right. And he'll have a chance to declare early, 
And then they have a grad guy that's good as well because they run a four two five, and then Ernst comes in and does his thing. And I've watched him. He looks pretty good. Um, and so he'll play a lot. And, you know, you, if you know him, you got to try to, you know, you got to know his weaknesses and stuff like that. But in order to get to do all that, right, you got to stay it out your own way. Can't have, you know, can't line up off, off in the wrong positions, right, on and off the ball and all that stuff. Can't have, like, silly penalties, especially on offense, jumping off sides and being jumpy, getting way behind the chains and behind schedule. Mm-hmm. You do all that, and then you try to find certain angles on Michigan to have some success. You see how Rutgers went into halftime 7-7. Seven to seven. The game was actually tight in, in, in a real football game until – uh, Mike Sandstill, their former receiver turned defensive back, kind of switcheroo of, of Tommy Hill last year, got a pick six, and it was off the Rutgers receiver, mm-hmm. right in his hands, off this the defender's pads into him. Defensive touchdown, floodgates are open, end up being 31-7, but realistically, offensively, they only scored 24 points. So you know that Michigan hasn't caught their rhythm, but also when you look at Michigan's depth chart and roster, a lot of the players that are playing are transfers. Now they're getting they were they are able to go into in the transfer portal and get the guys that have are legit, like the Ernest Houseman. They're able to get, I think he was one of the top 10 rated transfer portal guys. They're able to get him a couple linemen, a linebacker, a defense, but they haven't been there that long. Right. So they don't know the I guess the Michigan way yet. So the guys that they played that played last year are now they're playing the NFL. Those guys were homegrown. So it, that may be, be their slow start. But then also, people aren't bound down to Michigan, man. You shouldn't – I mean, Michigan's good, but nobody in the in the college football, and this we'll get into next in the next uh, uh, segment, is dominant this year. And Michigan is, yes, they're, they're, they, they're number two. But you're not playing LSU from a few years ago. You're not playing – Urban Meyer's OSU team. You're not playing an Alabama team from umpteen years. You're not playing Georgia when they had, you know, 85 guys out of 85 guys drafted. You're not playing those teams. And that's not taking anything away from them. But you also got to be, you know, you can respect your opponent, but you definitely don't call show up on Saturday at 1230 going to the stadium and have any fear. Yeah, they got a couple good running backs, tight end and a receiver. They got a quarterback that definitely going to give you some chances, as he showed you last year. To make some plays on the ball. He's gonna give you chances. He ain't changing. Well, he's he here's where I, I don't think it's his arm that scares me. He can run it a little bit. It, it's him moving the chains on right. those three, three times, those three jailbreaks right. where he goes in on third down, beats you for third and eight, right. gets you ten, sure. puts you on the field extra. Those time. are gut punches. Yeah, those are the Harry, ones that, that bother me. Then you got because you know what that is, Harrison? Hmm. It's third and nine. And say they got a couple first downs. We worked hard on first and second down, got them on third and nine. Like, yeah, all, we're, we're, you know, third and nine, you, defense should usually get out the field. Got them all covered up. One knucklehead defensive lineman doesn't stay in this gap because you're usually having a, a wraparound spy technique on him. Get, he gets 10 yards. Boy, and then you're like, man, we got three. Four, we not only got three more plays, this is four down territory. It changes the, uh, mindset for the for the for the team so if they do a good job on him uh they'll be more than uh you know good to go but they got to start fast and and starting fast is just execute it was a funny thing so back in the old days we had bobby acosta uh on the show on old school 
And Bobby Acosta at the time was the head coach at IMG Academy, mm -hmm. right? And he would tell stories. So I talked to Bobby just to get a little detail. And you're, you're talking about McNamara. And it's like, okay, this is the kind of kid he is. But you have to remember when they won the national chip, a Nebraska quarterback was the guy that ran it, Jack Walsh. And he likes him. He likes him a lot. The quote was, they're very similar in how, they, how they're made up. He goes, JJ's a little, McNamara is a little bit more fluid in how he processes, whereas Jack processes and delivers. Like simple. And right. that, that, as you said, death by a thousand paper right. cuts. Look, first and 10, second and six, third and two, he scrambles for, for four. Lock it up again. He does that. He said, that's, is it if Nebraska can figure out a way to just keep him locked up? Yeah. Make him play quarterback, yeah. and he'll throw you some. Uh, he throw you some balls, man. And then you can uh, become legendary of the uh, biggest upset of all time because Nebraska has not beat. What's the point? A top. Uh, I think Michigan by seventeen. Yeah, well, I think it's seventeen. Unless it's moved, we'll look yeah. it up. But it was at seventeen. Yeah, so time. we're gonna look up that. We're gonna talk about the big landscape or the overall landscape of college football, and uh, you know the rankings. We're gonna look at it because I think it's a discrepancy. Uh, between the coaches and the AP. And I want to ask you guys specifically about it because I think it's one of the teams realistically in any other year might be number one. One poll has them as low as six. Um, and I definitely wouldn't normally go to bat with them. But Jay Foreman, DP, Harrison, we'll be right back. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.